Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We are knee deep in our uh, kind of surprising month of war movies. Mm-hmm. You know, this one, for me at least, uh, I don't think we discussed doing a month of war movies, but that kind of it's kind of what it turned out to be. Yeah. So uh, today we've got a really good one for you. It's one neither one of us have seen before this point. So I feel like that that's kind of a rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. So I was really looking forward to this one and not to spoil it too much. But boy, I'm glad we watched this one because it was at the very least interesting. And I think it'll make for a really good conversation here. So let's get into it. We're talking about Hacksaw Ridge. And yeah, I want to I start talking about it. So let's get to it. You're listening to more movies, please. please. Pow. Blam. No, no blams. No pows in this one because we're not picking up a gun. So. There there was no pows. There was no powers from our main character. Yeah, that's this. Our main character. Well, let's just start with ah! which I yet again wish there had been a Wilhelm in this one because no it would have fit with the amount of limbs and explosions that were happening once we got to the war sequence because they yeah. open up this film with our main character on a stretcher and it looks like everybody's trying to take care of him. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can tell right off that this person is well loved. Yes. And then we switch to see like their origin. I'm like, okay, cool. Usual like biopic Mm -hmm. format, you know, a little bit. Hopefully it's not too tired for you. I, I We got to this point and I thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of these movies. You got to sit through his young life and all that stuff first. Yeah. But it's yeah, it is. And, what no, it and is. I watch this pretty late because like we are recording earlier than we planned this week because I had stuff to take mm-hmm. care of. So I stayed up late to watch this last night. I'm like, OK, but hey, the slower stuff was fine because we see him and his yeah. brother. We see his temper, which damn, a brick to your brother's face when you're fighting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not what I usually think to go for first, you know, if I'm losing. But, uh, you know, in the heat of the moment, I guess you make mistakes, especially as a yeah, young kid. I think it was the, definitely the heat of the moment, especially since his brother was kind of railing on him. And then his dad was just like not breaking it up and telling him, like, yeah, just block with this. Like he just probably yeah. felt trapped. And then the minute he got free, it was just like, <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ray, rage filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that God, was- his dad, like his dad, who got to really press on that point. His dad was understandably i don't know he he's he had gone through his own shit and was just sort of taking it out on his family now but he said during that fight he's like i'll let it go on i don't care it'll save me the effort to have have having to uh smack them both i'll just beat the winner yeah which fucked up logic that i chuckled a smidge because i'm like well he's not wrong but i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) work smarter not harder steve so the dad i didn't like the way the dad was taking care of his family but i completely understand taking care in big old air quotes i understand why he was the way he was and i was you you didn't hate him you wanted to but you didn't because every time you tried to you would see why he was just broken and you're just like somebody help him yeah oh yeah yeah it was so clear that he needed help and this man was you know world war one veteran or the great war at that point and he had made it back so many of his other fellow soldiers his his men had died and he made it back so his friends like literally his crew yeah oh yeah yeah so he he's racked with not just the horrors of war 
but like that that survivor mm-hmm. guilt too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, this is this is World War II, and this is still, I think, probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, audience, well before the point where we understood that the psychological toll that uh, war takes on a person is something that can and should be treated instead of just saying, welcome back. Now, good luck for the rest of your life. Try not to kill your family. And instead, that's what it was. So what he does is, you know, turns to drinking mm-hmm. And and just trying to numb the the memories and the pain from his experiences. Understandably so. Which, yeah, understandably so. I, I get why he's doing that. It's still not um, forgivable, I guess, that he, he beats his kids and beats his wife because of that. It's understandable, but not acceptable, uh, let's say. Yes. No, it's... Yeah, it's just rough to watch. That I, it's rough one of those watch. things that we can't condone it, yeah. and I don't think we can forgive it in the heat of the moment. I think later on, when the dad turns a corner, you can forgive him yeah. because you understand him. But it's going to be like when he's finally stopped doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I think it took Desmond quite quite a number of years. It, he he definitely had to get to become an adult and to join the military to kind of start yeah. understanding what his father was going well, through. Desmond had like his father was a, his brother and his father were a pivotal moment in his not wanting to do harm to anybody because hitting his brother yeah. with a brick. He like went straight to like a church poster and started leaning straight into God oh, like yeah. when he thought he killed his brother. And in such a young age, I'm like, I completely understand that and probably the best way for him to cope. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes to this poster hanging on his family's wall. And it's this very ornate and very beautiful mm-hmm. like thing with, with the Lord's Prayer on it. And then bordering it is like each of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And it really focuses in on the, the thou shalt not kill It was pretty much showing one. like a Cain and Nabal moment on the scene. It was just literally, yeah. he had just played it out, essentially, other than actually killing his brother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A little heavy handed, not not too subtle. But I mm-hmm. guess, you know, <laughs> we don't, this isn't uh, like 12 hour long miniseries. So we got to we got to get the point across. Yeah. But yeah, his, his brother is lying, probably almost unconscious behind him. And he's just like, oh, God, I did wrong. How can I mm-hmm. how can I pay penance for this? Yeah. So that was one moment. And then we later on, much later on in the film, we see like where he actually stops his dad from beating the mom and pu- takes the gun away from his dad and go almost was ready to shoot him. Oh, yeah. He cocked that that trigger, that hammer mm-hmm. back. Oh, so. yeah. No, he was a sec like one little muscle twitch away from just. Yeah, like blowing oh, his dad's face up. off. Mm-hmm. And that was the other moment that like solidified, I don't want to do violence. Yeah, yeah. Which is, to me, really kind of amazing and impressive in a way, because, you know, I think so often you see somebody who grows up in that sort of an environment, mm-hmm. you know, become their their terrible parent. Yeah, they can. and yeah, yeah. I think I I was impressed and and I proud of Desmond in a way mm-hmm. to see that he he grew up to be almost the polar opposite of his yeah, father because they can become the terrible parent. They duplicate those traits, or they can think, oh, I need to stop people who are like this, and that gives them an excuse to to ensue violence on others who they think deserve it, and it's yeah. pretty much. Almost the same path is slightly skewed. A little so bit. The yeah. Fact that yeah. He instead started of started valuing life and like, yeah. was, as you said, so impressive. Yeah. And I, I don't know who should be. I don't want to say blamed. Who who is responsible for that turnaround? I want to say it's probably it's probably mostly his mother because I think his mother was really she, loving. She him stopped him from pulling the trigger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I think you could say that it was probably his father. I think you know he had enough. 
wherewithal and, and enough um, mm-hmm. of an ability to look at himself and think about who he wanted to be. You know, sometimes you don't become your, your terrible parents. Sometimes you look at your terrible parent and say, I don't want to be that. So let me try to do everything I can to be who this person isn't. You yeah, know, I think that takes a lot more effort because it's so much easier to just be who they want to turn you into your, your parents. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I was I was really impressed with Desmond and hey, worked out great for everybody else in the film. Yeah, the, the dad made a point like when Desmond came to tell him he had enlisted, which, mm-hmm. hey, he was considerate of his dad because he didn't come in uniform like the, the way his brother did. Like his brother just showed up uh, during dinner is like, hey, uh, I did a thing. Yeah, like he came to try to ex- explain it to him. But his dad's like, you're a thinker. You think before you act like you don't think in. You don't act in the heat of the moment like you would need to in war, which he yeah. did in war. It was just he had already pre-thought out so in advance of scenarios that he pretty yeah. much knew I'm just going to either tackle somebody to save somebody without shooting them, which was mm-hmm. risky because he had no way of fighting back. Oh he was willing yeah. just to like literally lay down his life for his fellow troop. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I That's why I think he everybody eventually came around on this. But I think he was the most courageous person in this entire film, certainly. But the battle. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Because like not it's one thing to like not want to carry the gun. And yeah. they think he's insane, which we're going to cover that a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But. To go into a war without a gun, even like is one thing, but the feat he did later on of just not giving up, like kept on going back for people when everybody else had ran, mm-hmm. he proved to them like he wasn't a coward. It was just he didn't want to take life and he was willing to pay the price to not take life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was his firmly held conviction. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hats off to him. Who, who I think it takes a truly exceptional person to say, I, I'm going to sacrifice, you know, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice my own life for something that I believe in. Yeah, yeah. that's not something any just everybody would do. Mm-hmm. I think a, a great majority, 99.99 uh, continuing percent of people would eventually say, oh, this is really shit. I'm super scared. Give me a gun, please. Yeah, no, I, I agree that I want to really dive into his training sequence in boot camp. But yeah. I kind of want to jump back a little bit like that first scene where okay. they show him being carried away. I really loved that sound distortion, like, oh, sure. they, like ringing in the ears. You know, like can understand anybody, but like that really sold it for me. Yeah. Well, Stephen, would you believe that this film won an Oscar for uh, best sound mixing after seeing that opening? Little Probably because like they were yeah. li- they were being extremely detailed and accurate with the explosions and the shooting. Oh, boy. Oh, were they? We- yeah. Had that was in the Foley studio must have had really fun a fun time like doing the ricochet bullets off helmets because there were so many different oh, times yeah. that the helmets got hit at different angles like straight on that's one sound bouncing off is another one uh-huh. literally chipping it was a whole other thing so and they yeah, were just there's that one where Desmond also almost bought it oh yeah and it was boom right off the the because like there. it slid right off the top of his helmet and he fell back uh-huh. like a fucking rag doll like it looked like one of those you step on a rake kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely mm-hmm. oh man <laughs> i laughed and we're like oh shit no that's not a laughing moment no it was a little funny because you know i mean there's still a good portion of the movie to go and this is das's film and you know if you read about this guy he's still alive or i don't know maybe he he survived he, the war he died happily 
happily safe at home essentially that's fantastic Mm -hmm. so you know like desmond doesn't die so (laughs) it kind of gives you permission to giggle a little bit i resisted pausing to check the time code when i was watching Mm -hmm. like anytime i had to pause to do something i just look away because i didn't want to see how much time was left but i i knew he had to get on a gurney at some point so i thought when he he flipped i'm like maybe this is the first step to it is that it like now he's hurt and he's gonna be stumbling and then like some explosion is gonna happen because we see his legs at the beginning of the film right. so i'm like oh maybe we're at this moment finally so <laughs> oh we still got a long way to go before oh then. yeah he he take it's like a yeah. fucking beat uh-huh. but uh yeah no that was, that was a, an impressive good way to open up a film mm-hmm. i think it was a good way to yeah. open up a film that then we see him as a kid then we see him as a mm-hmm. pretty much an adult with his courting ritual which i found fucking adorable it was pretty adorable uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what kudos to him he made it work and uh she who who what was her name it was a uh, dorothy i believe um she was smitten too right from the beginning mm-hmm. this 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 young boy who was like yeah i i brought you a feather because i see that you like uh north american bird books yep it, it was just like it was kind of hard not to like him because he was so sweet and like i'm sure she's been yeah. like gawked at by other people but he seemed like so not just like oh look at this woman it was just like like a smitten child but a man Mm -hmm. manners (laughs) a weird combination of words oh yeah yeah definitely you know this is a movie so it was very much like that love at first sight sort of Oh yeah. Other than the sides of things on the sides of him blurring when he was walking towards her, which didn't happen, (laughs) but it was pretty much that that he was just like beelining it straight for her. Uh huh. Oh yeah. He was all into her Mm -hmm. and, and didn't realize at first that you can't just give all of your blood and, and be okay. (laughs) He keeps going back to say, I want to donate blood, but really he just wants to see her. Mm -hmm. Who can blame him? And then, you know, they, they go out on a nice little movie date and uh, almost die a few times. Well, he almost dies a few times. <laughs> he he's dies. just so smitten that he's not looking at traffic at all. And like you can no. tell, like, he's just really smitten in the theater because everybody else is making moves and making out. And he's just staring at her like, I thought he was going to, like, try to lean in and get shot down. Yeah. But nope. Just yeah. wanted to watch her the whole time. Wanted to watch her. Maybe a little nervous at that point. Yeah. You know, was this their, their first real mm-hmm. date? So, you know, I going around and smooching in a movie theater is maybe not totally first date, uh, uh, first date sort of activity, but yeah, no, all his eyes were only on her and it was so clear, certainly to the viewer. I think it was very clear to her. Mm-hmm. I think that was why, uh, he was so endearing to her and why she very quickly was like, okay, you're, you're shipping off to war. I hate this. Uh, I can't do anything to convince you not to do it. So if we're at this point, when the hell are you going to ask me to marry yeah, you? That, that line cracked me up because it was just like, it just showed like she was that head over heels for him. And I love yeah. like when he, the way he asked is just like so deeply, like it was, he was put on the spot, but it was just like gave everything to it, asked her. Mm-hmm. And then she says, yes, which of course, cause she just asked him to essentially. And he's like, I'm still uh-huh. mad at you in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're still going to have a fight, yeah, but, but of course. Yeah. Well, in the theater, like when he says you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in her response of that's just cause the lights are out. Most guys, mm-hmm. if they were doing a line, would have been like, no, you are. And he just, he pauses, looks at her and he's uh-huh. like, no, that's not it. And it was just like, damn, man, <laughs> man this, this, this little kid who, mm-hmm has i i think at one point his his own family was like what are you doing talking to this girl you've never talked oh, yeah, to a girl no, before like, that wasn't your mom uh, the brother the dad I, I, 
Even yeah. the mom was like, good luck. <laughs> like, I, I know. But apparently he didn't need it because this this kid was, you know, uh, confident as hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was sort of just like I've seen I've I've clearly seen the person I, I want to marry. Don't screw this up. Be cool. Be cool, it, man. You you that, got this. The way he was f- super focused on her just reminded me of um, life itself, where mm. he says that line of like, I'm waiting to ask you out because like there's going to be nobody else. You're the only one like I want to get this right because it's the most important moment in my life. And I was just like yeah. pure honesty and super focused. I'm just like, damn. So that's impressive. And th- this moment, too, with her in the car mm-hmm. oh she's she's a pretty good actress because like she went from like smiling about to go to work to like near tears yeah yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah I would say every, you know they, they did a great job casting this yeah. movie and then we get to him uh, training get to him training <laughs> yeah and he's you know doing about as well as anybody else there in the in the in the team yeah no <laughs> like know. he was he was keeping up like he was kicking butt because like remember he yeah. pretty much runs and climbs hills and mountains in his spare time. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does all that. Kicked butt at that, that obstacle mm-hmm. course race. Which yeah. this was before Photo they find out he doesn't want to carry a gun. So why one of the other guys yeah. was like trying to kick him down and like push him behind. It was just like other than maybe don't beat me. Yeah. I, I think it was just that. I think it was just a bunch of like young boy, like macho machismo kind of garbage. Yeah, which is, he still kicked his ass even after being tripped a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. No, this guy who who looks like he should win any race that he's ever been and just got oh creamed by Desmond by Cornstalk because he did look yeah. scrawny. I, I give them that. Like the nicknames uh-huh. that the boss was giving other than yeah, the Hollywood, other than the Indian one, that one, I didn't that one was frustrating. like the private private parts cracked me up. <laughs> like I, I, that was a hundred percent of okay with him, like making him do the obstacle course naked. It's just like, you're going to stand around naked. Then you're going to have to deal with this because you should always be ready <laughs> at war. Me, if you oh, have yeah. been in his underwear, then whatever. But dude, why do you have to have your junk flapping around? You know, it's the best way to do pull-ups, I guess. I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, boot camp is 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 where you go to learn a thing or two, such as don't be a dumbass and, and leave your junk hanging out in front of all of your other people. And don't practice throwing knives with live feet. I can't even. I what what stupid game was that? How was that going to end in any other way? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why they were doing that. What? Ah, uh, they they had too much time on their hands yeah and then we get to uh i don't know they're, they're all they're bouncing around they're doing their stuff until they get to the the rifle range mm-hmm. and then shit gets messy yeah i think we're gonna have some heavy conversation here so let's dive into it because this was a heavy right. part of the film which i think we're both on the same page i don't get why they were so mad at the guy who doesn't want to kill like giving him such a hard time because I I can kind of get their concern with somebody who's going to be trying to save you not knowing how Mm -hmm. to use a rifle because like if you're both being attacked how can he defend you I get that but most of the time medics are just treating so I don't get why you'd be mad at a medic not knowing how to use a gun for the most part like it's not an absurd concept I don't think so either it doesn't seem absurd at least to the extent that they're always yeah. yeah I guess they're always trying to think of that those few, hopefully few exceptional moments where it's like, okay, the enemy is bearing down on them. Mm -hmm. And the only person who can save these other people is Desmond. So what happens then? Desmond is then just completely responsible for the deaths of all these other people. So I, yeah, I I echo you there. I I see where they're coming from. I see it and I get why they would want him to at least have the training, even if he doesn't want to use it. Yeah, I completely understand them wanting him to 
know how to use a gun, but the amount of ferocity they were giving him for not wanting to touch it. I didn't agree with him. Like be mad. Fine. But the extent of that, they were just, Oh yeah. Harassing him was a little much. I I mean, they made him take a a psych evaluation to say like, is this kid like legitimately cuckoo bananas crazy? Well, I can see their perspective. Like he obviously wasn't crazy, but yeah, it is kind of an absurd concept to to somebody in the army going, you're joining And not willing to kill, even if you have to. Right. Like that does seem a little for the scenario much. Right. Uh, Yeah. It makes me think that, oh, goodness, the military is forgetting their own propaganda. I thought joining the the war effort was about, you know, saving the country and doing whatever you have to do, you know, even if it means not killing somebody, Mm. even if it means saving the lives of other people, then, you know, shouldn't that also be acceptable? But no, 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 no. Well, it's, you have to pick up a gun. In fact, the only way he can become a medic, as we find out later on, the only way he could become a medic is if he finishes his training. And the only way he can finish his training is if he picks up a gun. So mm-hmm. they really tried to, you know, catch 22 with his. They were really know. trying to do that, even though, like, the rules say he didn't have to. They were really trying to force uh, it. That's uh, we, it was the, the, the whole court martial mm-hmm. thing. I want to I, I want to really talk about that. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, be, before we get there, they 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 go to such extent, such crazy extremes to get him to quit or change his mind. And I can or get just, that as a leader. Like yeah. I that that just seems like an impossible thing to have somebody in your platoon. I could be using the wrong term, but anyway, that sounds right isn't willing to shoot it seems like a liability because then that's one that's somebody else you have to protect so i get why they were trying to get rid of him the beating the harassment is the psych evaluation you know what was absurd but i'm okay with it because that was like probably the politest way to get rid of somebody who they thought was just going to be a liability and die Or maybe, uh, I, I don't know the history of conscientious objectors, but maybe he was one of the first and they just really didn't understand what this person was mm. about. Yeah. I, who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, the beating, the nighttime beatings, the like the almost full metal jacket-esque beatings that this, this guy had to endure mm-hmm. and still didn't give anybody up after that. He's like, oh, basically like, oh, I tripped down some stairs. Oh, yeah, it's just like, I sleep hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, again, he he joined the military to support the effort and to support his other men there. And he wasn't about to give them up. He's not that kind of person. And I, I think a part of him kind of understands why they're doing this, yeah. why they were hurting him. But he is like, no, this is giving my giving my other men up isn't how you're supposed to do it in the military. Mm-hmm. You're all supposed to be a family and you don't give up family, even when your your scary ass drill sergeant is breathing down your neck. Exactly. Like the beating too much. Them wanting yeah. to yell at him and harass him all the time. They think he, he's going to get them killed. That makes sense. But yeah. the beating just. I, I would be afraid no. too. Yeah. Throwing yeah. it in the mud. Rude, but it's. You, you see where I'm going with this? Like, I can get where they're yeah. coming from, but they took it a little too far. Beating was too far. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting that Smitty was the one, the, the, the guy he, he beat in the foot race was the one who was like, hey, guys, knock it off. What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to mm-hmm. sleep. Not not saying don't beat him up, but kind of, you know, implicitly saying don't beat him up. So yeah, that was nice. And that their relationship kind of comes back around later mm-hmm. on. But uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And to the point, like right before the court martial, yeah. they like, as you said, they tried to force him. They try to catch 22 him to pick up a rifle and mm-hmm. even like trying to use his wedding as leverage because he was about to leave. <sighs> yeah, he was trying to get a furlough to, to get mm-hmm. married. Oh, man. Some and bullshit. That was actually one of my favorite scenes because mm-hmm. 
his fiance didn't doubt him for a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody there was, they were in the chapel yeah. and everybody was like, ah, oh, this punk. Why? How like, could they get, they you? can get cold feet. And she's like, I'm sure some men do, but not my Desmond. <laughs> not my Desmond. Yeah. I was just like, a tear to your eye. Woof. He uh, picked the right, he picked the right dame as they would say back then. Ah, <laughs> oh, she yeah. was great. She was also amazing, you know, and she, understandably had her own kind of breaking point mm-hmm. too when when she went to visit him in his jail cell because you know he was put in prison in jail for for and his for he was going to be sent to another jail like you would have gotten oh, yeah. beaten possibly killed if he had went to the next jail. probably yeah oh what, you don't want to support the country during the war what the fuck is wrong mm-hmm. with you let's get you yeah, yeah it would have been bad for him and at some point she was like you don't have to do anything with a gun you just have to pick it up you just have to to play at it mm-hmm. you have to pretend yeah and you don't have to do anything again and you could really see the the, the hurt in his eyes when she said mm-hmm. that not that he wouldn't be able to forgive her but just like oh you too and well that's this is the fine line because i get why she was saying that because it was either him continuing to get beaten up yeah. or just hold the thing, not shoot, not kill anybody, just show you can shoot a target, but never use yeah. it against a human. So like I can right. see why she was willing to ask him to compromise, which mm-hmm. that's probably one of the biggest things is not wanting to kill and not wanting to shoot versus not picking up a gun at all just to like, show that you know how to use it yeah. well then what do you do at that point okay you've picked up a gun already mm-hmm. you've shot a target so why won't you shoot anybody else now you know i i don't know yeah i, it, I don't it was know one what of those everybody else like, would think but. would you compromise touching it just to finish training even though you know you're never going to use it yeah it was in a real sticky situation mm-hmm. a real like damned if you do damned if you don't yeah it's, it's one of those things just like was he right for not wanting to at least do the training he was definitely right for not wanting to shoot anybody i agree yeah but what do you think about like him not even doing the target practice just to get through the training well as we find out in the court martial i think he was right all along because everybody involved with the the basic training there was just trying to i don't know loophole him into like completing the training Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you could do it just touch it this once and then you'll be fine you'll have to touch it again even though they should have all known that he didn't have to if at any point he was a pretty you know it was a protected sort of uh, status for him but i i see where everybody was coming from but i think that desmond was still in the right there i i think that he was still he did the right thing by not picking up a gun even though it would have prevented him from completing training mm-hmm. well i mean scratch that it shouldn't have but they were going to try to screw oh, him yeah. over and to address that like yeah that it was a right that they should have followed because a lot of them yeah. Like they've mentioned it a couple of times through the lower chains of command. And yeah. the thing is, like when it comes to military stuff, military court is different from regular civil court. It's kind of their Boy, own little world for the most yeah. part. And yes, this was one of their own rules that they were breaking. But essentially, they're used to heat of the moment battle. We've, we just do what we need to. So them trying to pressure him it's not absurd it sucks yeah. and it's not absurd because like it's just that environment of we're all on the same page you conform or you don't or you're not on our team because we can't trust you right and it wasn't till his dad which kind of surprised us actually got somebody high enough to yell at the rest who were harassing him to go <laughs> yes we have to follow this rule yeah yeah good good on the mm-hmm. dad who i mean if he hadn't have done if he hadn't had done that then okay desmond would just be in jail for however long the war would yeah. go on and but at least hey his son wouldn't probably die in war so that would have been probably i think to his liking his son wouldn't have died mm-hmm. in the war but uh, he, he knew it was about his other son 
Yeah, but, that's uh, one thing they never yeah. really addressed. We never know, like, did he make it? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. They, they not even in the end do they say, put up like a little title mm-hmm. card saying, hey, both DOS boys are okay. They they live to be ripe old, grumpy old men. Yeah, like when they were, were or, first <laughs> heading towards Hacksaw, I thought those uh-huh. trucks that were carrying away bodies would have had his brother. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, that would have been so dark. But yeah, I wouldn't have put it past the mm-hmm. movie. War is, war is hell, man. Yeah. But like, it, I thought it was impressive because the father has essentially succumbed to his quote unquote demons of his PTSD, mm-hmm. like with the way he treats his family. But yeah, yeah. when his son was truly in like massive danger, he actually faced yeah. his stuff. He ran out of there as fast as he could the minute he did what he did, which even Desmond was like, I understand. Just tell him next time you see him, I love him and thank you. Right. Yeah, but he like he faced his demons because like he walked into the place that's yeah. giving him so much flashbacks and then had to talk to somebody who was on the field with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Yeah. <sighs> I think, yeah, I think his father saw what his son was going through and it was really, you know, some part of him, some sober part of him was super, super proud mm-hmm. of his son. It was like, he's, he's putting himself through all of this for what we raised him to believe in. Yeah. I, damn. Yeah. What father wouldn't be proud of mm-hmm. that? So yeah, he came through in a big way and he, he talked to some brigadier general, I think, or whatever. And this brigadier general wrote a letter and said, knock it off, you sons <laughs> of bitches. This is illegal what you're doing because, you know, even the military is accountable to 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 Washington DC, mm-hmm. I guess. And this part this part really irks me. Probably the most upsetting part of the movie mm-hmm. for me because yeah, I get uh, I I agree with you the the military and especially a military court mm-hmm. is sort of its own separate entity. It's not like a public yeah. court. Um and they are kind of their own uh kings of their own land, their own gods, so whatever they say goes. But I it was kind of ridiculous to me to see them get like right up to the edge of uh you're you're going to prison dos for however long we, we're going to put you there and then the letter comes and it's oh suddenly we remember this is illegal what we're doing and i think okay maybe the lawyers don't know this but the judges that the court martial should sure as hell know what the laws are so i don't think it was suddenly we remember so much as fuck somebody's calling us out well that's that's equally shitty. no i i agree it's equally shitty because yeah. they they all were sticking with their we're in the heat of battle mentality yeah. of we're going to do what we need to, even if it's against the rules. And to them, some of them, not all of them, because some of them were just being an ass to him. Some of them were yeah. just like, he's a liability. We cannot deal with this. Well, then I got to give extra props to Desmond for not just like moonwalking out of there with both middle fingers up saying mm-hmm. like, fuck you, suckers. You were you were about to railroad me, even though you knew you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Man. Well, no, because he even understood like other than the extent of how they were treating him. He understood where they were coming from as to why they were fearful of what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make it right. And like even in the trenches when that one guy who had kicked him in the face on the race, like later on apologizes to him. It's like you could see in his face like one day after I can forgive you. Like, please, I already forgive you the moment you did it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, man. Desmond. Desmond is so much better Mm -hmm. than such a better person than nearly everybody. Oh, yeah. And his speech in the courtroom. Oof. Yeah, that that was a real rousing one. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> that was an Oscar nomination moment there for Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And then we actually get to the trenches, which oh boy. if we had had any actors from like the prequels of the Star Wars movie, high ground jokes would have been made so hard because <laughs> boy, uh, talk about what, literally sticking your head out to be shot. 
when you're climbing up that hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good gosh. That that was crazy. First, I had to climb up that ridge, mm-hmm. which uh, filled me with dread the entire way, too, because I'm like, OK, what are they going to be climbing up and then just immediately shot? Uh, luckily, I guess there was just some like rocky barricades there. Well, I think and, and it was all foggy. Also, what was probably happening with the opposing is that they were letting them get up there. Because like if you start shooting Whoa. them off as the heads pop up, then they might stop coming or they, they just stop, might shoot yeah. their artillery like they were from naval ships. But if you wait for yeah, them all to get up there and then pretty much like monkeys in a barrel, then you just start Whoa. firing. They killed a lot more letting them actually get into position. Boy, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 And let, let me preface this whole battle scene with saying, you know, we last week we talked about We Were Soldiers, another uh, Mel Gibson involved movie. And that one was certainly not, hmm, let's say, pleasing to watch in, in like sort of a violence and gore mm-hmm. aspect. But boy, Stephen, this movie, I was not prepared for how like traumatizing and, and, and grotesque the and gory these battle scenes well, were. Well, I'm going to mention one part that wasn't even grotesque. It was traumatizing the way the battle starts with that one guy yeah. who we think is dead, like sits up and starts screaming. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was not prepared for that. In the yeah. Least. And then his and face then gets just, blown off. And then the guy boom. who he's scared got his face blown off and then fucking bullets plenty. Oh, all hell breaks loose. Oh. Yeah, that was what a way to start a battle scene. Oh, <laughs> like, good gosh. I, that, I was just like, yep, they knew exactly how to get us in. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, oh boy, did they. And at this point, this is only halfway through the movie. It, 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 barely halfway. So, you know, you, you you say you didn't look at the running time. I ended up looking at the running time. I thought, oh, man, we are in for it now. We've got so much more uh, of this oh, yeah. stuff to to. When it started through. like that, I'm <laughs> like, I hadn't looked at the time, but I could feel like we haven't spent that much time in the battle. We have mm-hmm. a long ways to go and damn if they're doing that. And what did you think of one of the soldiers picking up the half leftover corpse of one of his own th- th- men, essentially yeah. not his own t- t- platoon, but just like the, the, the American, American side, side yeah. and using it as a shield to make progress. Oh, I can see why some people would say, oh, that's disrespectful. But this that that's not a person anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, I kind of think in a way it's 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 a good showing of ingenuity. Like, yeah, that I you have so many bullets flying at you. If you don't have that, you're surely mm-hmm. going to be dead. That it is disrespectful to use a corpse like that. But but no, well, no. maybe after the fact, but in the heat of no, everything, no. You know? um, even in the heat of it, you know, you're about to desecrate a body. But this soldier gave their life to try to for this cause. So what? Why yeah. not let their body save one more life? Hey, it's not? one of those where I'm saying yes, it's disrespectful, but it's justified. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's a good way to put it. Because like, call it if my corpse, like I'm dead already, and my corpse can help save somebody, well, yeah. why not? Why not? And also, that guy's mm-hmm. dead. I mean, he's not going to object. And to it's it. not like Jeez. there was much of the body left to send home. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. So many, so many of the people that died there is just there. Either it's going to be a very closed casket or an empty casket mm. for these people. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I guess I'm of the mind of like, you, you do what you have in the middle of it. You do what you have to do to survive and to win, I guess. And if that means doing some probably objectively fucked up stuff, then that's what you got to do. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then you you deal with the 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 fallout of that later on. I guess. Yeah, but as you mentioned earlier, like in the heat of the moment, people who probably wouldn't want to pick up a gun are probably going to pick it up when they're afraid. Because like, yeah, I would have a hard time not doing mm-hmm. that. You know, I I want to I want to believe that I would uh, be similar to Desmond Doss, but I have no idea. I I have no idea. Like I could say one thing, like, hey, in the heat of the moment, I'd probably like after nineteen seventeen, 
shooting somebody in the leg makes me think, what if they want to stab you because they're that like dedicated later? So in the heat of the moment, I feel like I'd probably fight back. But who knows? Maybe I would just drop it because I couldn't pull the trigger. But the one thing I want to say I would be confident is like, Uh you know, that one scene where he runs into an injured, what was it, Japanese? Yeah. Yeah, And he treats them. If somebody's disarmed and just hurt, I check them first weapons and then like, uh hey, I'm not going to finish you off. Like, if I can help you, I'm going to help you. That I know I could do with easily. Your job is to be a Mm -hmm. medic. Yeah. And I would love to just like shoot the legs. <laughs> Sweep the leg, man. Hell, yeah. Even shoot the arms. Like if you can be that accurate, because yeah. then they can't really shoot you. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it takes a real, yeah. As much courage to do that, if not more, to never pick up a gun mm-hmm. and to only be there to help as it does to, to pick up a gun and fight, I think. Um, because I, you know, you consider that's probably even more certain death than any of the other people. Oh yeah. There. No, because like, it's just when we, respectful like we should all aspire to his level of dedication and value yeah. for life but it is insanity what he was doing in regards to oh, like yeah. wanting to survive himself yeah not his absolutely. mission not his dedication that's not insane mm-hmm. but thinking he's gonna walk away from that with the approach <laughs> just seems insane and quite uh, frankly uh, a little uh, bit of i'm gonna call it a combination of depending on what you believe either massive luck or massive karma or divine intervention <laughs> keeping him safe yeah yeah a, a lot of massive things yeah we'll, we'll, we'll call it like karma or fate just being on his side to kind of be in the middle for everybody yeah yeah it's, it's something it was something that guy that guy uh, until the very end just seemed to uh be very skilled at dodging bullets and you know, i don't know if this was the movie sort of like uh uh you know amping up desmond's sort of like his his what he mm-hmm. did but i don't think he got a single bullet wound or hurt at all except for like the rope burns yeah um, well he got until that very hurt a couple of times like he didn't his he got bayoneted but i think the bible took it because remember when they were stabbing yeah, the corpses yeah. and he checked himself right. and he looks mm-hmm. and they didn't show up but i'm like i'm pretty sure that's the pocket he had the his wife's bible in oh, i'm sure yeah. so that was that was like three musketeer disney's three musketeers moments <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is yeah so there's that he's got he got thrown to the ground a couple of times from explosions and probably grazed oh, sure. but like never yeah. actually fully hit and he really didn't get fully hit till he actually and i say this and it sounds like a joke but it isn't played soccer with fucking grenades oh, I know. which quite oh, frankly God. is actually pretty smart because most people would take the time to bend down and grab it and throw it I know. But yeah. that was actually faster just to fucking kick it. Just kick it. Yeah. Yeah. That probably saved his life. Which there, just kicking pissed me off so much that they did uh-huh. the white flag and then they went to go do that. I'm like, no, if you're going to come out, you just come out sprinting if you're going to be a kamikaze death. Yeah. Well, you know, I I don't think you could really blame or, or attribute any sort of um, decency to to those that the war yeah. to, to those people specifically. That, that, that particular group, because like the general, yeah. I'm guessing the general of the Japanese, like the whole oh, I forgot what it is when they stabbed themselves when they lost. Uh, Seppuku. Yeah. Harakiri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so know. like they they had the honor uh, yeah. to do that, which, hey, you know, what, it's your own thing. Like, I wish you wouldn't do that, but I yeah. get where you're coming from. It's like I was defeated. So I forfeit. Well, I think that's sort of the mentality. Mm-hmm. That side, nobody's going to get captured. Yeah. So they're, they're all going to die in battle, whether by their own blade or by the, the bullets on the other side. So I guess they thought, why not see? Why not take some people with us, too? Which is really mm-hmm. shitty. I, I, I don't respect that at all. I respected the guy who took himself out because they're just like, 
I'm not going as a prisoner. If and as I said, like if you want to take some people out when you're no, you're done. Don't do it yeah. under the the white flag. Yeah, I, you know, I I almost don't think it's all that respectable because he's like, no, I'm gonna let my men die for me. I'm gonna kill myself. Well, yeah, and it's just like the white flag is just so disrespectful. I, yeah, no, I don't disagree with you because I'm just like, saying they that I don't think they imagine- care. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like it just pissed me off. Like, imagine you have yeah. you're outnumbered and your men are about to die, and it's un, un- overwhelming odds. And one guy's like, mm-hmm. "Give me the C four, and they just go charging into the troop to try to stop the waves that are coming at yeah. you. That seems heroic at that moment. But yeah, the white flag just pissed me off. But what didn't piss me uh, off was it's real shitty. How amazing that like that was the longest montage of him saving people. Yeah, yeah. The the I guess the night before it's it, it was yeah, during the, the day. The first it went night. into night, and then he was still doing it the following day. Yeah, I was trying to consider how long has this kid been awake at this point, going he, on like thirty six, forty eight yeah. hours. So like and just saving people and picking people. He up. was at least going at, for like, like a day yeah. of actually just having bodies come down the cliff. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was the only one up there. And everybody was really just gobsmacked mm-hmm. like who who's sending down these bodies and they're like some crazy nut up there just keeps sending them yeah, down. And like he's even sent down a couple of japs <laughs> I know. they didn't make it wink wink but mm-hmm. yeah he did that yeah I, it was so impressive and was clearly the reason why the real desmond dust uh got i think the medal of honor mm-hmm. you know well, it's just like, even if he had just done that yeah. for one person. Oh, yeah. That's above and beyond what so many other people do. Yeah, but do. fucking 75. Like, you forget the bullets coming at you and just being surrounded. Mm, yeah. Lugging that many bodies for that long. How in the hell do you keep oh, going? Yeah, because, you know, at some point, I, I know you're always kind of amped up and you think, oh, even at night, they could probably get me. But at some point, your adrenaline is just got to wear off, right? Mm-hmm. And then you still keep going and you don't collapse somehow. It's so impressive. Yeah, it's, an, it's one of those things that like, I I don't want to get into any kind of religious thing, but I'm going to say it's either the human body can go further than we think, mm-hmm. or maybe his prayers were being answered because it just seems so unbelievable. Like when they said what you're doing seemed like a miracle. Well, I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like he suggested, I think that's just open to interpretation. Yeah. I think yeah. both are beautiful because either way, whether it's somebody helping him out or him just like literally willpower and his, just pushing his body by w- sheer will both amazing yeah either way i bet he you know slept for a good three or four days after oh yeah all when that. he got hurt and they sent him down like that was the first time he didn't like try to get back up <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i bet yeah i i he probably couldn't have just physically even if he mentally was like no send me back i'll crawl and get more people whatever yeah. I, he probably like was completely tapped out oh yeah and at that point he had like gained so much of their respect that when he was like yeah. looking for his bible which I, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. getting it was probably 50% this has saved me and 50% my wife's photos in there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That yeah. like somebody actually ran back into the bullets to find it for him mm-hmm. was just sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody was like, no, I, this is what Desmond wants. Mm-hmm. I, I, of course I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't I yeah. do it? It's like he saved so many of us. We can at least grab, do one thing for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the least they can do. And then, uh, yeah, at that point, uh, the movie actually wraps up pretty quickly. Yeah. I was, I was, I mean, that was basically the end. I was hoping to get like one scene of his wife hugging him in the hospital and then they cut to black. Yeah. Yeah. But they left it like uh, him floating in midair, like on a rope, obviously. But it, when they cut, I was just yeah. like, Oh fuck! Did he die? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you think so? Like, it, it seemed yeah. like one of those he just drifted off to heaven kind of thing, right? Yeah, it was very mm, symbolic. There it was sort of like, oh, he's been saying, you know, he's like finished. He, his- he sacrificed so much for for his mm-hmm. people. 
And then when they did that after credits um, sequence of like interviews, I'm like, okay, good. Cause like, dude, that guy deserved to at least make it home. I know. Right. God, I, that's sort of just the, the super amazing miracle part of the story. It was, you know, Desmond didn't die during this war. After all that we saw him go through, mm. <laughs> he, he still lived to be a very, you know, into, into a ripe old age. Indeed. And I'm guessing there's plenty of trivia for this film. Yeah. I want to say that I, I, it seems like, I don't know what Desmond Doss's real father was like. I'm betting it was probably similar to how it was traumatized, yeah. but I was really pleased to see, you know, in that interview footage at the end, it seemed like Desmond was probably surely affected by the mm-hmm. war, but didn't seem to, he, he seemed as happy and, and proud of what he believed in, what he did as ever. He, he didn't turn into his father even after. The yeah. War. That's the nice thing is he seeing his father is like a way of giving you a goal of what not to be and mm-hmm. don't want to disparage your father. Just like we get it. Yeah. And so he went into the war having an idea of what he would be taking on, which of course, you saw his horrified face, seeing the mutilated bodies, the rats eating the bodies, just everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, rats again. Mm-hmm. But he had an idea of what he was doing. And then he was essentially rewarded for his actions. And forget the Medal of Honor, not to discredit it. It was just more of the fact that the men that were bullying him respected him for what he did. And he actually got to save so many just reinforced yeah. what he was trying to do. Like he, he actually was rewarded and proven right that this was the right method. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably what helps him a lot to not become jaded after the war. I'm sure he's fucking yeah. traumatized and has nightmares and who wouldn't be stuff, yeah. but it probably made, that's probably part of his coping mechanism is to lean even more into his faith and just the value in life is probably what's helping him to not become mm-hmm. just bitter. Yeah. 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 Hey, worked for him. He seemed like a very, like very interesting person. I bet he was, uh, yeah, stayed truly good mm-hmm. through his entire life. And uh, yeah, speaking of film trivia, uh, oh, I, you know, Johanna will, will get on my case if I don't speak about this. Uh, Desmond Doss was a Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, he is part of the SDA Church, um, and which is uh, I've I've come to know uh, a, a little bit, and and I think there were a lot of moments in this film which really um, sort of helped illustrate uh, a lot of the beliefs there the the non-violent belief there's a point where he says he doesn't eat meat and i think that's a you know that's also a tenet of it and yeah you know i wanted to put that out there and um also according to mel director mel gibson desmond t doss's son desmond jr uh, attended the screening and was moved to tears by andrew garfield's accurate portrayal of his dad so that's a good response that tells me two things one that the movie was did a good job of it but two desmond doss was a fantastic father yeah was not his own father and and probably learned a lesson from his father own father and said i'm not gonna be you know like the person who raised Mm -hmm. me even though like we kind of hinted at he may have all the reason in the world to be kind of shitty he's like nope i'm gonna be better yeah uh uh, yeah a lot of this trivia is actually sort of like kind of cleaning up some of the the anachronisms of this Mm -hmm. movie um but i think they're pretty interesting while at the end of the movie it says desmond saved 20 or 75 men directly by lowering them from the escarpment he also treated around 55 more that were able to retreat without assistance during the battle so over the course of his tour which lasted approximately three weeks he rescued nearly 300 men not just 75 which 75 alone is crazy impressive but 300 man this guy this guy i you know i i finished this movie wondering why i didn't really know about more about this person before watching the movie because i I don't know what your history education in in school was like but mine was certainly did not touch uh, anything on on like a person like this or any sort of conscientious objection no it 
it was just the broad strokes. Yeah. Which is a real shame. You know, I never heard from any of my history teachers like, we can't get into this because we got to follow like the district rules or whatever. But if you want to learn more about a great person, read up on Desmond Doss, mm-hmm. students, because he is fantastic. But, you know, uh, that's another that's another conversation. I don't really want to talk about the state of education in this country. Yeah. Oh, wow. But that's a lot of people that have helped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any of these sticking out to you? Uh, I like that last one. That was really interesting. Go for it. Uh, Desmond Doss was, uh, this is some of the things that were, the uh, the, the movie dramatized this a little bit, but the actual reality was slightly different. He was not wounded and evacuated in a daylight assault on Hacksaw Ridge. You know, if this trivia is to be believed, Uh, he was wounded a couple of weeks later in the Okinawa campaign during a night attack near Shuri. As per his Medal of Honor citation, he was wounded in the legs by a grenade. So that happened. It was just in a different place, Uh, but had to wait five hours before stretcher bearers could reach him. Five hours with all that shrapnel Mm -hmm. in his legs. Ugh. During which time he dressed, he dressed his own wounds. Because <laughs> he's a badass. Uh, while being carried back to safety by three stretcher bearers, they were attacked by a Japanese tank. So Doss crawled off the stretcher to a more seriously wounded man and insisted the others evacuate that soldier and then return for mm-hmm. him. So he's like, no, I'll, I'll wait longer. I'm cool. And while waiting for the stretcher re- to return, he was shot by a sniper as he was being carried by another soldier, which I think they kind of they, they added a little bit of that in with uh, Vince Vaughn's yeah. character in this. They had that sniper scene and this caused a compound fracture of his arm, which for which he improvised a splint using a rifle stock. And he then crawled 300 yards to an aid station for treatment. So this guy. <laughs> this guy is well you see oh, they God. yeah they modified some stuff because like they just wanted to keep it all in that one scene which hey it, yeah. it got the point across just if we had they had more time and budget seeing that mm-hmm. layout whew. but i yeah. like the fact that they made the joke of like it's not time a little late for target practice and it's like look yeah. i have no problem picking this up to use it for a saving life as a splint mm-hmm. <laughs> like he turned yeah. it into a stretcher in the movie and like this one he turned it in yeah. in real life he turned it a rifle into a splint but it was just like there's a way to use a gun without taking life to save life <laughs> right yeah really impressive i'm sure sh- i'm and sure th- yeah, I, I wish i could have heard some of the jokes in real life that some men have made yeah. when they see a rifle strapped to his arm in a splint like you finally pick up yeah. a gun and this little bit of trivia just goes to show that you know as awesome as das was depicted in this movie in real life he was so much more amazing than even this movie suggested like this guy was incredible like totally earned that medal of honor citation and uh according to the the summary of this movie was the first soldier to do it without ever firing a shot in war yeah that makes sense (laughs) Yeah. So like, man, this person is so interesting. And I, I, you know, makes me really want to learn more about Mm -hmm. him after having seen this movie, which is about as good as you can hope for from a movie. I think really inspire you to learn more about it. Exactly. That video was actually uplifting for a war film <laughs> yeah when yeah you get it did not have... for a war film you're like even more devastating i know yeah this was not 1917 or we were soldiers even though those two did kind of have i mean they were devastating but it wasn't like oh everybody died and credits mm-hmm. yeah. you know but this one was still more triumphant i guess in a way it just we the p- people we were rooting for actually which we were actually rooting for every fucker in this mm-hmm. one but we actually got to see survival and it made us happy to hear the aftermath because the aftermath was relatively nicer. Oh boy. Yeah. It could have been bad. It could. I mean, the odds were so against everybody there. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our recommendation. Hmm. How do I feel about this one? Uh, I think it's a good, strong rental, which isn't to say it's a bad movie. I think it's just, you got to really love a war movie to want to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
I'm going to give it, we always, I always like giving a caveat, but yeah. it's an insta buy in my opinion. If, as you said, you enjoy a war film, like if you don't, can't handle yep. war films, then obviously you're not going to watch it. But I think it's an insta buy. And if you can handle a war film, but you really can't repeat it, definitely rent it because just watching this character or this depiction yeah. of this man, just a nice perspective. So watch yeah. it if you can. And if you're a collector, buy it. it. And also I'll say I would totally understand if you don't want to have anything to do with it because Mel Gibson directed it. Totally get it. Yeah, but l- luckily it'd be kind of a shame in a way, because I think if you feel that way, then I would encourage you to learn more about Desmond Doss, yes. you know, on your own, because production aside, that shouldn't take away from what this person did. Exactly. And like I we've had discussions outside of the podcast of certain actors that I can't watch their content because I can't separate yeah what's on screen from what happened in real life. And if it helps you guys, Mel Gibson's not on screen. So at the very least you can watch this with preferably at the very least, you could forget that he's involved if he, if he bugs you (laughs) or if you can't forgive him for his very, very bad foibles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I hope he's worked on improving himself. I, I hope so. Cause like he keeps on picking like films that have some kind of religious aspect in there. So, (laughs) well, he is, uber religious yeah. steven not like not like i don't I, I don't get the impression that he's like like an extreme fundamentalist but you know you watch any of his films this one or especially like passion of the yeah. christ and hey we were soldiers too mm-hmm. and it's very clear he makes it very clear where he stands when it comes to religion and spirituality well then i'm hoping that helps him adjust the stuff he's messed up on because that's yeah. probably the best way that's gonna he's gonna find a solution i hope so mm-hmm. i hope so i do wish you know on the one hand i I think that sort of stuff, you know, people should have their own private lives, but also I would appreciate more public penance mm. uh, atonement for, for his very obvious and terrible sins. Yeah. Uh, we'll get what we get, I guess. Hopefully he does better and at least you made a good film. Yeah. 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 Hey, that's a good way to, to cap this yeah. one off. And uh, I, I wanted to see this because of Andrew Garfield. Cause oh yeah. Uh, he was amazing. He, he, I have, I have recent, I've seen more of his work recently, mm-hmm. but like the first time I had saw his first time I'd seen his work was the mm-hmm. amazing Spider-Man. And when I saw this, so that wasn't social network first. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the amazing Spider-Man two. that, 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 that <laughs> well, he was still great in it though. Oh, well, no, I, I, it was just that the Gwen Stacy stuff. Oh man. Once uh, I saw the way he, he oh, performed yeah. there, I was like, I need to see anything he's done because Boy, does he have some acting chops. Why does he? Still Oscar-less, too. Yeah. I think he... I know he's nominated for... Uh, what was it? Tick, Tick, Boom. I, he may have been nominated for this one. I don't know. But that that man needs to win an Oscar. Yeah, af- after seeing that scene, he went to... All right, you're one of my favorite Spider-Man because that emotional depth for that scene. And then after just seeing the way he interacts with people in public, I'm like, you've been added to my list of act- talent, like stars I actually want to meet one day. Mm-hmm. Like, you just seem well, really nice. He does. He does. And uh, surprisingly British, too. I always forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have uh, overall good rating for this film. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I give it my Roger Ebert thumbs up. <laughs> and anybody who doesn't understand that, thank you for listening because we hit a new oh, boy. age brackets oh god i i don't want to consider that no thank you <laughs> yeah well until next week where things are substantially lighter oh yeah <laughs> oh boy uh light, lighter in certain ways uh pretty, pretty gross still, though i'll say D- don't eat yeah. lunch during next week's discussion yeah. and if you do don't make it spaghetti or anything yeah well i'll just say grant grant went boom boom <laughs>
Oh boy. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for listening. We truly appreciate you guys tuning in and being a part of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching this movie that I watched it late at night and I did not fall asleep. So yeah, this one, this one will keep you up, especially if you've got a good sound Mm -hmm. system. So make sure to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever a person can leave a review. It truly does help us out. I am, I think of some good ones for this one. I am Peaceful Steve here with Conscientious Objector Sean. Yes, there we go. And you've been listening to more movies, please.